Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty. I'm here at RMIT University in Melbourne and I'm presenting Talking Design. I'm with two designers who should be given a gold medal for longevity in terms of um, how long they've been going, but the work they've produced, quite an extraordinary duo. They met at RMIT studying in uh, 1985 and established ISM now ISM Objects and ISM Lighting. Welcome to the program, Selena Clark and Simon Christopher. Thank Thanks, you. Steve. Thanks for having us. Um, you're very well entrenched in RMIT. Your father was Dean of a Faculty, mm, the fac Art Faculty, faculty of Art, Art. Mm. Um, for many years and um, through the Fine Art um, Department there mm. and to the, to the uh, um, Dean's position, so yeah. And what was his name? Rod Clark. Rod Clark. Mm. And why industrial design? What got you together to start with? I mean, why? What was the attraction? Because it's. Um, I always wanted to study industrial design, um, so I was, you know, delighted to get into the course there, and that's where I met Simon. Mm. Um, and we both had a passion for um, furniture. furniture furniture and then lighting, um, more traditional industrial design um, was at the time in the 80s was prob probably product design, mm -hmm. traditional products, kettles and toasters and electrical appliances um, or that was automotive. The was that the focus of the program? Or? Yeah, that uh, was a big part of it. Yeah. They asked us on one of the first days we were there, they went around the class and they said, what are you interested in doing? And I think 50% probably said cars, they were yeah. car mad car mm. guys and then others wanted to design kettles and toasters and, and Sloan and I both said furniture and we were sort of the odd ones out I think. Mm. And now it's quite popular I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, mean it's, yeah. I think people would now say furniture mm. is a driving, yeah. driving mm. force. It's become a lot more popular. But you established yourselves very early for lighting and mm. you did a number of key pieces early in your careers. Were you still at studying at that stage or had already started ISM? No, we started ISM um, initially with a draw, a cardboard draw unit called the spec, and we um, we made a couple of different uh, versions of that, sizes and mm. combinations, and then we designed a folding table, folding table. that won um, several awards and we made of cardboard. Kind of, we were obsessed with no, no we were it was kind folding. of obsessed with things that felt folded flat, mm. um, came flat, yeah. but then you didn't really need to. Unlike IKEA, where you've sort of got to get the Allen key out and put what them all together, we we did this table that didn't need any tools. You could literally fold it away flat and then bring it out and in, and have yeah. it set up. Mm. And um, and then the light followed on. From yeah, that, the didn't light it? followed from there. It was and a so flat it was packed light. And we were <laughs> just discussing it. Box. And mm. polycarbonate. Oh, it was polypropylene. Mm, that's yeah. right, yeah. With little pins to hold the lampshade in. Mm. Yeah. There's a range of different bases, coloured resin, timber, aluminium, and yeah. they screwed on and it all fitted together. came in a, in a gift box. Yeah, um, it was a gift. It, we sold it to gift shops and um, it was it was popular because mm. there was nothing really like it around yeah. and people really gravitated to it. They loved it. Mm. And yeah. we really enjoyed making that product and the way we made it and the components and everything. Mm. And we went on to then develop a lot more lights from one, there. One of, um, Selena and Simon, one of your iconic, I hate the word iconic, mm. but I, I saw it the other day in an architect's office and I thought, no, that's an iconic piece of design, mm. uh, really, was the yo-yo um, the 
lamp, which was basically looked like a giant lifesaver illuminated with a uh, cord attached. Yeah. Mm. How did that evolve? Uh, we designed it for a um, an exhibition mm. initially. I think we're both inspired by pop pop art, and, uh, in, a, yeah. in a really mm. general sense. You know, the work of um, you know what's the guy Ol- Oldenburg that did mm. the giant yeah. <laughs> lollipops and mm. toilet. you know it was kind of it was fun and it Mid- was, that was late eighties this piece or early nineties. That was nineties. Nineties. Yeah. 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 So we're looking back. We're definitely looking yeah. back to period gone by, but. Um, I guess we liked the. It was more. Of, it was more multifunctional, wasn't it? Because mm. it actually you could sit on it, and it was a little table as well. And mm. I mean, I think we've created things with more than one purpose mm. as well. So it was a fun mm. piece, and it sort of served several purposes. And so I'm envious of the people who have those lambs. Mm. But, um, <laughs> can you still get them, or you put them out of production? Or we did. Um, we did put them into our indent range so we we actually don't um keep all the parts keep all the parts and stock because you know we can't sort of oh we can't kind of stock everything we've ever made so um we do class them as an indent but we've recently been producing them as a wall light for uh cinemas we've been supplying cinemas around australia and new Mm. zealand and they're doing it as a wall light Mm. yeah in the in the cinema itself Mm. so when you're sitting in your chair and the lights go down that's the light that dims down and then Mm. this these big buttons on the wall light up when the when the the movie's finished that's been great (laughs) it's nice when a product has a life and it continues on and evolves and yeah but why should different why should you i i find Mm. it odd with designers that it's you know oh it's last year or this year you know Mm. great design has a life should, of its own. Should have a certain life, absolutely. What are some of the key projects that you've been doing? You've done so many lights. You do a lot of mm. lights for architects and designers. Mm. Yeah. You do your own range. Yes. You work with designers. Yes. That's right. Um, yeah. I guess how does it all work? One of the sort of late last ones we've done that was really good was the Royal Children's Hospital mm. in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Been from Melbourne and... Mm been involved in such an institution and their, their new building and everything that was fantastic. And what were those lights? It was there? a custom design that we um, did when we worked with the architects and lighting engineers mm. um, and it was um, a moulded um, shell and it had um, uh, electronic control gear and um, yeah, the lighting component inside was fairly technical. It had to run on the the hospital's energy efficient lighting system. Yeah, mm. so it was marrying that that fun decorative light fitting with mm. the technology that they needed to light mm. such mm. a sophisticated. And interior. when you so I mean, when you say it was fun, for those who can't see it, what did it look like? Um, it's a little sort of um, pod shape, and it's. Um, the original brief was they wanted it to look like a gum nut, I think. All right. So it's kind of a... It's a gum it's nut a, shaped. It's a pod shape, yeah, and there's a, a, a number of different colours yeah. throughout the hospital and above all the nurses' stations. and um, mm. So it is to it is to kind of add some, um, you know, lightness to the hospital environment. Yeah, I, think I think the designers did a great really lengths good, and won lots yeah. of awards for it too, mm. for the interior itself and, yeah. you know, the colour scheme and it's mm. a very sophisticated building. And the light, and you can interact mm. with the lights as well or not? Oh, they're to highlight the nurse's station. Yeah. So each floor has different colours. There was a, a range of different colours that we produced mm. and different mm. um, 
different cafes, mm. different gear inside, food areas as well. Mm. They use them and around. I don't know if you've been there, but they've got this giant fish tank that mm. sort of is a circular shape fish tank, and they've used our lights around around that as well. Mm. So it's the other thing that's interesting with you is that you know you could design all the lights yourself you don't need to bring in other people mm. you're quite accomplished in your own right mm. but you know you work with other designers people like keith melbourne mm. who's yeah. also been on the program mm. uh so why what draws you to using other designers when you can use when you're quite com competent to do all that yourself um, we've really enjoyed using other designers we started off oh, 10 years ago um with daniel barbera who's um mm another local Melbourne designer and he had designed a piece and we thought, oh, well, that's, you know, it's a great product and... Was um, he struggling to put it into market? Oh, we saw it at the Fringe Furniture mm. Show and he was standing there with his design and we kind of said, you know, hey, we'd really like to um, be able to take that on if you're interested and he mm. was and so we, we then asked him, it was a floor lamp and we asked him to then expand it into a, a whole range. Products. So he went on to then design a table lamp, two pendants, wall lamp, and a like a chandelier, a multi pendant. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's been that was great, and we really enjoyed that relationship working with Daniel. And so then we went on and um, we approached some other designers mm. who had some product that we thought would fit with ours. And um, so do you do you give them a, a very specific brief, or you you just let them evolve something that you think will it's Take worked. Legs. It's worked differently with almost everyone we've partnered with. There's been a different process. It's almost mm -hmm. uh, unique every time. One in one instance, we were in Milan and we saw at the student show. We saw a pendant that was Australian students or no, no they, were, they were German and they mm. they'd made something. It was made out of plastic. It was their mm. concept, and mm. we went up to them and said, "Is someone is someone going to make this for you?" And they they sort of said, "No," but we we like to license it to a company so we went on with that and turned it into a it's made out of ceramic now we make mm. it here in, in melbourne what's it called Simon? it's called iro iro yeah mm. so it's a beautiful slip cast ceramic light and it mm. adjusts on its cable um yeah. it's been really popular so yeah we've <laughs> made an agreement with the designers in germany and that's fabulous mm. and quite unusual i mm. imagine for australian manufacturers yeah. designer manufacturers uh, to approach overseas designers. Mm. So they were more than open to the concept, so yeah. it's funny really. Um, but other in other instances designers have um, come and asked us what, oh, what what would you need in the range and we'll, we'll do some ideas and come back to us with ideas and we've... So it's worked differently with quite a few mm. different designers. It's, mm. a, it's something that has to work well for both parties, mm. so it's mm. kind of we do need to kind of um, how would you match. how would you describe ism lighting and objects it's hard to describe I wouldn't know you know I mean you know with Philip Stark when you see his work it's very mm. there's a distinctive look to his work yeah. it's very humorous mm. you know it's, how would you describe well, I guess ism for never, people who don't never really wanted to be pinholed in, into an ism and that's why we called ourselves ism so we didn't want to be shelved into an ism could be anything mm. yeah but i guess we, we have a certain aesthetic that we that we gravitate to and mm. i Celine and i when whenever we go and see um something you know we'll, we'll often walk up to the same thing and go wow isn't that good yeah but um 
I don't know really. We've never really tried to pinhole, pin, pigeonhole ourselves mm. into a style because I think that's... Yeah, we like working with lots of different materials yeah. and that's a driving thing, the actual manufacturing part of it, the materials mm. and the processes of manufacturing. So And then that will suggest a light form. Yeah. Or an object form or mm. a piece of furniture. Yeah, and I think mm. our, our products are also aimed at the Australian market. Whereas, you know, you're looking at products from overseas and they might be aimed at a European market or did, an American did, market. What does, that mean? what does that mean, Selena, when you um, say an Australian market? Because often people say, you know, design's international. Mm. I don't think it is. I think that Australia has a lifestyle that, it, yeah. whether it's real or imagined, we have a lifestyle that we like to try and um, aim towards mm. and I think we it's a little more casual than mm. um, maybe European styles mm -hmm. um, we're not really tied by a lot of historical we're not all living in old houses 16th century mm. homes and things mm. like that so um, a question for both of you when the if you cast your minds back you know Five, ten years ago, mm. every kitchen had a chandelier, mm. which drove me nuts. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't see the connection. <laughs> As lighting designers, how did you find that period? Because an awful lot of people just wanted chandeliers in their kitchen. Mm. Yeah. How did you deal with that? And did it affect your business or did people, you've always had a, a loyal clientele? We have always had a loyal clientele. Um, our you know, the lights go in fashion. They do follow fashion. So, you know, something comes in fashion. Um, you know a sunny period of time and... It's gone. It's gone and everyone wants something else. Mm. Um, so, although we do sort of follow fashions with um, colours and finishes and that sort of thing, um, we don't... We're not kind of sort of on trend with a lot of those other... Yeah. Other... Fashion I think it's really dangerous to be too... Faddish. Yeah, faddish. What, mm. um, what are some of the latest products you've been working on? Um, this one here is um, what we call an HD 2 or 3, and it's a wall light. Um, we're doing in a range of different finishes. Um, For those who can't see it, it's basically an exposed uh, globe yeah. set yeah, in yeah. a bracket on a wall. Yeah, exactly. it's quite it's quite a pared down, minimal, if you like, mm. for want of a better word. Mm. So it, it's using it's using the fashion of bare bulbs, which is a strong you know, fashion, a strong fashion at the moment. Um, but it's really turning it into a product. Um, and giving it something else and giving it a personality and it's it's available in you know white red yellow gold silver black um there's a big choice and it, it it's something that's really not on offer um yeah. other places and it's been very very popular for us mm. and this is part of that range yeah it's a part of that range the it's HD a pendant three. Mm. Mm. So that one's using compact fluorescent. I mean, because the thing, the biggest thing that's happened in the last um, five to ten years in the lighting industry yeah. is that um, the high wattage globes were all phased out. Yeah. And we we're all faced, forced to really um, use energy saving options. So we sort of have to, we've had to reconfigure our whole decorative lighting range around that. Mm. But there's huge technology going yeah. forward in, in lighting and keeping on top of that. Really mm. It's really, that's a really exciting part about lighting 
is is the technology. Well, you told me, Selena, just before you came in, that you're studying at RMIT now, Mm. doing uh, an engineering, a lighting engineering course, which is terrific. That Mm. even someone who knows everything about lighting (laughs) realizes (laughs) continually changes. Yeah, it does. It does. does. The technology is changing very fast at the moment with LEDs and um, OLEDs and. There's lots of um, mm. lots of technology and lighting. It's, in lighting. And it, it's it's very fast. The whole industry is you know, moving along very, very quickly. Another piece, the I Do, I Do table lamp. Very beautiful, simple table lamp made of um, aluminium. Mm-hmm. And then just this lovely um, base that almost looks like it's for, like liquid-like. It's almost been poured from the shade. Mm. Mm. How did that evolve? I mean, how do things like this just happen. Well, that's one of Keith Melbourne's designs. Oh, so he's lovely. one of our yeah, he's one of our Sparks designers, which is with the brand that we we mm. um, where we ha- have all our independent designers. Um, and he designed that product, and then we worked with him on how we would produce it, um, and actually um, form the extrusion and how we'd bend it and the actual manufacturing of it. We worked with. Mm-hmm. with Keith to produce the piece and um, yeah it's really beautiful mm. it's very very simple and sometimes it's very difficult to produce a very simple yeah mm. like a minimal interior yeah. it's very hard that's right yeah. you know the shadow lines have to be exactly right um, Selena and some how difficult is it to produce something of this standard in Australia do you do you continually have to challenge manufacturers or do you sometimes think I have to start working more offshore um, yeah, I mean, Melbourne does have an amazing wealth of um, talent, talent. Yeah. manufacturers. Yeah, Ma- yeah. yeah, I think... Um, I mean, we yeah. work with... It's like a partnership, really. We work with different suppliers and manufacturers because, mm. as Selena said before, we like to work in lots of different materials. So really, you're, you, we're going to other suppliers and we're relying on their expertise mm-hmm. and communicating the level of excellence that we yeah. need... Mm. And it may not be that the most excellent. It's sort of in, somewhere yeah, in the middle because we're trying. To, we're we're pitching ourselves not to the the high high market. We're sort of mm. somewhere in the middle, aren't we? We're mm. not at the cheap end of lighting, yeah. and we're sort of not really at the most expensive. It's it's the sort of thing where any <laughs> anything can really be made, but we we're, we're trying to make it to an affordable price. Yeah. So that that's always a challenge for us. Um, mm. And th- and that's the bit we love. That's the challenge in it is working out how we can make. Affordable, accessible. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's all part of our brief to ourselves, and so that, um, that's where, yeah. yeah and we've always, I mean, one thing that's run through our whole sort of career, I guess, is we've mm. tried to do things in multiples rather than in single. A lot of people specialise in just making one-offs, and mm-hmm. they do it really well, um, but we've always done multiples, haven't we? Mm. So you think of a collection. Yeah. yeah or a and, range. And, and of produce... Um, yeah, we're not sort of making low quantities, you know, one or five or something. We're really making batch mm-hmm. quantities of things, mm. a hundred or a thousand at a time. So That's big. Mm. Yeah. yeah, some of the things we make are... Um, are you starting to get commissions from overseas or you just find it easier to work locally? I mean, I know you're doing well, New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. I mean, over the years, I mean, we have worked, I've done things yeah. overseas. We've sold mm. things to America and Dubai and yeah. London and mm. Singapore and Hong Kong. But it's never really been our focus. Our focus has always been on the Australian market. The Australian market is huge. 
mm-hmm. really is, and most of it is imported in lighting. Yeah. Nearly, I would mm. say, 90, 95% maybe is imported. So if you look at that as a as a market it's, in itself, it's, it's, it's massive. Big. Yeah. I suppose the other attractive thing about mm. using ISM is that they can customise, mm. that if you go overseas... It's, it's fairly restrictive, but you mm. know, if I came to you with an order for a few thousand lights mm. and I wanted in a different, slightly different colour or different mm. material, that's not a big issue. You can no. say no, that's fine. We do a lot of a lot of that, um, mm. and interior designers and architects, you know, they they really do need that service with a lot of projects. Yeah. Do need to match in with other finishers. And um, do you have a problem when you're working with interior designers or architects and they come to you with a light that you know, A, it's not going to work or visual, aesthetically it's not going to work when it's made mm. and they're not, that's not their specialty. Do you find that they give you some leeway or do you find that there's, you can see a disaster coming? Um, we, we only sort of in, uh, work on projects that we know are... Um, sort of in our capabilities so if someone mm. comes with you know a crystal chandelier yeah which we have had before mm. we'll actually say no we'll, that's, not really, that's not that's us. not really that's not really us um but if it something else we do we do like to work with the client so we will sit down we'll do our own shop drawings and explain this is the way that we prefer to make it yeah. um yeah it's generally a collaboration mm-hmm. yeah and and uh, to answer your question, um, architects and interior designers are, are really good. I mean, they, they they know that we speak the same language and yeah. that we've come from a design background as well. And so it, it works very well, I think. Mm. But the communication is really good. Is there something you wouldn't um, you wouldn't touch? If some, you know, as a designer, I came to show you something that was in my head you know, mm. and you'd say, look, it's, it's not us. I don't want to, you know, either... The manufacturing process isn't going to work, or aesthetically, it's not going to work. Would you just say, "Look, it's"? Oh, we. Well, you we tend say to, no to, to a lot of things, mm. don't we? Mm. We, we sort of say no to, but yeah. maybe, there's generally a reason why, and yeah. maybe it's we're not the right people to be to do it, or mm. or we do think it may not work. <laughs> so, for people who want to see um, isms work, where where's the best? Some of the places around Melbourne that if I. I wanted to have a look at your work. I mean, apart from hospitals, because yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure I'll end up there one day yeah um, um cafes bistros yeah, there's lots of cafes and um restaurants hotels casinos <laughs> banks um yeah. lots of those but on on our website we actually have a project section and you can look um and see projects and they actually mm. are listed with the yeah. address and the project yeah. and um the other thing i'm interested in how you both work together do you work mm. independently and then all do you you know and then you do a, a large or an object or a piece of furniture and selena you do a piece mm. or do you kind of collaborate together or throw things around how does mm. it work we do collaborate yeah we collaborate we tend to um we have other designers that work with us as well on staff mm. and we um I guess we sit around and have a design meeting and talk about we have several designs on the go and someone is generally doing the work, aren't they? And mm. we all give our feedback and sort of take it away from there, really. So we sort of, someone, someone runs with the project, but mm. we, all, we all have our input into the, how it's going. Mm. So at the end of the day, we're not sort of putting our name and saying that's mine and yeah. because it really is... Um, a team. A team, yeah. yeah. 
It's refreshing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it's just been an absolute pleasure having you in. Um, I'd like to thank Selena and Simon for coming thank in. You, it's, yeah, um, thanks, Stephen. Look, when I caught up with you before Christmas, I thought, mm. God, you've been in it for so many years. Mm. And just, you know, unsung heroes in Melbourne. Um, <laughs> and it's just nice that people who are talented continue and, uh, and very focused at what they do. So, mm. look, thanks very much. Oh. Uh, you've been with Stephen Crafty, Talking Design at RMIT University in Melbourne. Thanks so much for listening.